Chapter 5 Work on the principle of impartial introspection One's life is not a straight line It is a bundle of duties very often conflicting and one is called upon continually to make one's choice between one's duty and another Mahatma Gandhi The concept that we ought to know more about ourselves goes back to the first time a human wondered who am i whence do i come and whither do i go Socrates taught that to know thyself is the basis of all knowledge Shakespeare wrote to thine own self be true though cannot then be false to any man like all great ideas the search for the concept of self realization rises and falls with the tides of history but sooner or later every human embarks on this journey of self exploration when thoughts of this nature awaken in the being one needs to catch it and work on it patiently when the quest becomes intensive and the student is ready the teacher arrives the teacher could be in the physical form of a personality books ideas or even an insight from your day to day experience only after a patient struggle and the grace of the great spirits can you succeed in this endure in this journey of self exploration adi shankara the hindu saint who revived hinduism in the year 2 bc also emphasize the following where have we come from who are our real parents where will we go when we die we don't know there are no answers yet we need to ponder one is also reminded of the words aurangzeb the great mogul emperor of india wrote to his son a few days before he died i came alone and i go as a stranger I do not know who I am or what I have been doing. I have been not the protector and guardian of the empire. Life so valuable has been squandered in vain. I fear for my salvation. I fear my punishment. I believe in God's bounty and mercy, but I am afraid of what I have done. Every torment I have inflicted, every sin I have committed, every wrong i have done i carry the consequences with me how does the self emerge the understanding of the self is a continuous journey beginning with the emergence of self awareness in the second year of the life cycle and gradually evolving to include the self's characteristics and capacities through childhood and adolescence babyhood when the baby is born it does not distinguish itself from the rest of the world it cannot distinguish itself from the crib 
the room and its parents there are no boundaries no separations there is in fact no identity but with passage of time and experiences the child begins to experience the self namely as an entity separate from the rest of the world when it has hunger pangs and is in discomfort it requires its mother when it is playful mother may not be available the child then has the experience of his wishes not being its mother's command smiling and vocalizing at a caretaker who smiles and vocalizes back helps specify the relation between the self and the social world and watching its own hand movements gives it another feedback one tool which is under its direct control than other people or objects slowly a sense of separateness begins to develop the child begins to have a separate identity the self begins to emerge early childhood self awareness quickly becomes a part of the child's emotional and social life at first the child's sense of self is so bound up with particular positions and actions that it spends much time asserting its rights to objects in one study two years ability to distinguish between self and others was assessed when each child was observed interacting with peers in a laboratory the stronger the child's self definition the more possessive they were about objects claiming them as mine this was despite the fact that the playroom contained duplicates of many toys these findings suggest that rather than being a sign of selfishness early struggles over objects are a sign of developing selfhood an effort to clarify boundaries between self and others during early childhood children begin to construct a self concept or a set of beliefs about their own characteristics these concepts are based on concrete characteristics such as names physical appearance positions and typical behaviors these findings tally with psychologists piaget and other theorists that acting on the environment and finding out what one can do provide an especially important early basis of self definition once children became self aware and were able to distinguish self from others there is an emergence of variety of emotional and social competencies and skills late childhood and adolescence over time children seem to organize statements about internal states and behavior into dispositional conceptions that they are aware of and can tell others between the age of 8 and 11 years a major shift takes place in children's self descriptions they begin to mention personality traits At first 
children mention overall qualities like i'm smart i'm honest i'm friendly when these general ideas about the self are firmly in place the adolescent start to qualify them as i have a fairly quick temper i'm not thoroughly honest this trend shows that the adolescent understands that psychological qualities often change from one situation to the next finally adolescent self description play great emphasis on social virtues such as being considerate and cooperative this is because they want to be liked and viewed positively by others What are the factors responsible for these revisions in self-concept? The content of the developing self is largely derived from interaction with others and what we imagine important people in our lives think of us. During middle childhood children look to more people for information about themselves as they enter a wider range of settings in school and community thus parents siblings peer group teachers and society influence the self concept it is proven that children are not formless lumps of hot metal waiting to be shaped research indicates that children are born with styles of their own in the form of basic temperament patterns as you may know from your own experience infants and children differ greatly in this respect most are cheerful much of the time others seem to be fussy and difficult to handle parental style may influence the way the child behaves socially but parental style is also partly a response to the child's style parental behavior and child behavior influence one another in an ongoing cycle finally it's not what you do for your children but what you taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful human being many researchers are of the view that two distinct aspects of the self emerge and become more refined with age the doer self the visible i the self is separate from the surrounding world the self can act on and gain sense of control over its environment the self has a private inner life not accessible to others the self maintains a continuous existence over time to the observer self or the invisible me is a reflective observer 
that treats the self as an object of knowledge and evaluation. It is the ability to stand aside, observe oneself without any prejudice and judge accurately. It does not reason. It feels not with biased emotion but with clear, calm intuition. This tug of war between the I and the me is a continuous struggle and are intimately interlinked and influence each other. It's a universal struggle, the one that rages daily in man's life, from the moment of conception to the surrender of the last breath. Paramhamsa Yogananda, in his interpretation of Bhagavad Gita, has shared thoughts about this tug of war. Quote, Man has to struggle innumerable battles, biological, hereditary, bacteriological, physiological, climatic, social, ethical, political, sociological, psychological, metaphysics. So many varieties of inner and outer conflicts. The ordinary man, often with his haphazard training, has been found wanting in his understanding of this battle. The majority allow their characteristics to change passively and desultorily in various undirected ways, according to their patterns of passing moods engendered by specific environment or according to the helpful or sinister influences of prenatal and postnatal habits. He alone who is not eye-centered has the ability to see clearly and by practicing impartial discrimination can reduce the bewildering defeats every day. Unquote. It is a misuse of choices that lands us into problems. As human beings, we have infinite choices, but we are not aware of our choices. Normally, we make a lot of choices in life unconsciously. After birth, the struggles of the infant are between its instinct to seek comfort and survival and the opposing relative helplessness of its immature body instrument. This confusion and struggle for making choices continues till our deathbed. Paramhams Yogananda says, The story of every man is as follows. Quote, As a child, his first conscious struggles begins when he has to choose between his desire to play aimlessly and his desire to learn, study and pursue some course of systematic training. Gradually, more serious struggles force upon him from within or outside by bad company and environment. The youth finds suddenly confronted with a host of problems that often he has been ill-prepared to meet. Temptation of sex, greed, money-making by easy and questionable means. Also, pressures from his friends and social influences leave him confused many a time. The youth usually discovers he does not possess the wisdom or the will to face such worldly situations and experiences. As an adult, 
he finds himself in a miserable condition being overrun by money making desires destructive habits failures ignorance diseases and unhappiness which wreck his body and mind with scars of damage that gradually become irreparable and end in a death unquote Very few human beings use their power of free choices in making themselves the person they want to be. It's the right choice that makes the difference in our lives. The moment you betray your good intentions, you slip. At the time of choosing, we know very well what is right and what is wrong. We also regret later of the compromise we may have made why is it then that at the actual moment of committing the wrong action we do not hesitate in spite of knowing everything we are guilty of regrettable acts of violence of indecency of immorality of corruption of falsehood why is it so What is this dark force that compels us to indulge in such deeds even though in our senior moments we do not want to commit them the answer is so plain straight direct and clear it's the inborn tendencies born of past actions we have indulged in evil acts repeatedly and these impressions now become part and parcel of our nature This is true whether we are discussing the urge towards lust or towards anger or greed which is present in all human beings as inborn tendencies the remedial solution for these slippages is to work on the principle of impartial introspection here i would like to agree with what wilford a peterson says He was a wise who said as i grow older i pay less attention to what men say i just watch what they do unquote 